it is something so relevant and something that any parent could really gleam some benefit of. So we're excited to dive into this topic and just there's so much there. We know we're not going to get everything, all the details, but we want to just touch on it for our listeners, what it is, what it's about. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is good. This yeah. Is, this is um, this is a little bit like Pump rock. Up, yeah. Right? Who yeah. chose? Who chose this? Special request from By our who? guest. Our guest. Ooh. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. Tristan. I guess. Yeah. You're a rocker. Old rocker. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. I don't see it. <laughs> I mean, look, she's got this lovely salmon-colored um, cardigan oh, sweater. I could be a sweet girl that likes to rock out. That's, that's true. true. I that's guess that's true. true. Rumor don't, has don't it judge you judge a book by its no, cover. No, that's fair. That's fair. I'm guilty. <laughs> Rumor has it you listen to KLOS. Oh, KMET. back in the day. Back yeah. in the day. Yeah. K- well, I don't know wait, what do they even exist. Are there K- radio stations? Well, that's that's a whole Are different. Are there radio stations? KLOS does exist. KMET does not exist. The Mighty Met. Um, the Mighty Met. I have no idea. Yeah. What you're you guys young, are talking you're about. Right. Nobody, radio. No, nobody that? outside of LA. Radio what? <laughs> nobody outside of LA Any knows podcasts. what radio stations were. I kind of tap into my inner gym lad. Oh, what? Gosh, DJ. Dusty Rhodes over there. We are so excited. First of all, mm-hmm. that our listeners are joining us for another yes, episode of our On always. Purpose Parents podcast. Yeah. We we can't figure out why anybody listens, but <laughs> it's growing. The listening audience is growing. Our family is growing. Yeah, we've got mm-hmm. like 16,000 YouTube subscribers. Oh, wow. We're on our way to our very own. I'm pointing. Uh, for the people who are listening and not watching, I'm pointing to our children's ministries, YouTube, silver button, YouTube button, button. plaque <laughs> for 100,000 subscribers. And now they've got like... Is that 100? Yeah, that they've, 100? Got, they've got like... What do they have? They're Over, like 700,000, I think. Wow. Yeah. yeah, Saddleback Kids. Yeah. They're so great. Amazing. YouTube.com so slash Saddleback So we've got a long way. We'll, we'll never catch them, but we will get our own plaque. Dude. We will get our own plaque. We're totally they can be catch our them. inspiration. We are thrilled to have as our guest, in so addition excited. to the amazing Grace Yoon, who's always mm-hmm. with us, producer Chris, who's always with us. We have a guest with us this episode for a, what we think is a one-off, mm-hmm. um, because next episode is our 50th oh episode wow. celebration. Yeah. Thank you. I Who can't believe thought? it. We've not been canceled. We haven't canceled ourselves yet. We haven't gotten sick of each yeah, other we haven't yet. Gotten sick of each other. <laughs> um, but Tristan is a wonderful member of our church. She's married to one of our pastors, Max McGee. Tristan McGee is our guest. Yay! And a very thank you for your surprise. Thank you very much. A very quick side note. I okay. promise it'll be quick. All right. What nobody else cares about okay. other than me is <laughs> Tristan's husband Max is also a surfer. Okay. We're, we're similar in age. He's a few years younger than I am. I think. How old's Max? <laughs> Let's put it out there. I don't know. Wait, what? You don't know how old your husband is? 69. No. That's when he was born. Oh, he was born in 69. So 53? Not... Is that 54? 54. Yeah, he's a couple years younger than me. about 10 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> but his lifelong-ish best buddy okay. is a surfboard shaper. Oh, a so, shaper? Yeah, True. well, surfboards are shaped 
by hand. What? Are, yeah, they get they come in this like it's seven foot f- piece of foam called blank. a what called a blank. Thank yeah. you. It's not all factory. Well, made. It, yes. Nowadays, a lot of them are factory made, but they're made off of like templates that were hand shaped. Okay. And you can, oh. and, and the majority of, especially professional surfers and stuff, they're still hand shaped custom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they'll make, they'll make like stock standard boards. Right. That the average Joe can buy off the shelf like me. Okay. Um, and then they have these, they have custom boards oh that the my. professional, or I could order a custom board, but oh, right. you there's no, there's it. no reason for me to. But I'm customized not, to what? Like to your preference? Yeah. To your weight? Yeah. To your weight? Yeah. Everything. Like your it's all of the surfer, dynamic style, of yep. the. Type of, wa- type of wave you're going to surf. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. The length. The yeah. length. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. It so, all plays in. so Max's good buddy, Matt Biolis. Okay. Mm-hmm has become he's been around for a while but in the last decade probably and i think universally right now would be recognized as if not the top surfboard shaper surf company surf wow. brand certainly in the in the top 5 or 3 worldwide huh um and he's a local he lives right here in San Clemente which is a half hour down the road from us and the current female w- women's champion okay. rides a mayhem that's the brand mayhem yeah, sweet plug. of this company. Sweet mayhem. plug. Uh-huh. <laughs> the I think third, the guy that came in third in the men's world rankings rides a mayhem. Wow! And in the last right couple years, there. in the last couple years, in addition to like individual championships, they now give out a like a team or uh-huh. a board brand championship, and they basically take all the points that were assigned to all the riders during okay. the tour. So think NASCAR, right? Okay, yeah. The, the surf, oh, yeah, the yeah. Surf like, in, the mm-hmm. surf tour is like NASCAR. You get points based on where you finish each week. Okay. And at the end, there's a champion. Okay. But they also now give out points to the shaper. Okay. Or the surfboard company that those people were riding. Uh-huh. So if you add up all the professional surfers, <laughs> Who knew? Producer, Chris, producer Chris, does anybody is care it, about this? Wow. Does anybody care? <laughs> producer Chris is in the corner scratching his head right now. What is happening to this podcast? This is what I think about. What happens to this? They add up the points. So, so they, so just like they add up all the women's points and okay. they get a champion. Okay. They add up all the men's points and they get a champion. Basically, the uh-huh. format has changed a little bit in recent years, but we won't go into okay, that. Okay, we won't yeah. go into the details. Yeah. They add up all those points and they go, what boards were they riding? What brand of boards uh, were they, they the riding? Points. And they get points. And Mayhem, Matt Biolis's company, Max's best buddy, they won the best board. Best man at the sh- wedding. Best man at the oh, wedding. Wow. That's, that's I knew the, that did get you. That does get me. <laughs> but the, they what? They, they won? They won the shaper, oh, the board wow. championship. But yeah, it's great. Wow, uh, Kurt yeah. is really into I know. to he knows more than husbands, I do. best friends yeah. company. So well, if Matt I is listening to this episode, yes. please send Kurt he does have a customized kids, board. So you never know. My, Kurt is a huge fan. My, I have two. I have four surfboards: right a long now. board, yeah. a soft top. Yeah. And, but the two boards, like the boards I ride 99% of the time, are both Mayhem boards. Nice. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well. So there we go. There we go. Nobody cares. By the way. Are you, are you going to ask for a signature or something <laughs> nope. on that board? No, nope. nope. he's going to get a free surfboard for all the plugs that he's no, doing. No, you don't. Come on, you guys. 
you don't you don't you don't try to you don't try to take advantage of me. I'm just talking. You love it. I'm just talking because I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a fan. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So also, there there is salt water in that cup. I think you drink salt water. <laughs> I'm impressed that morning. you even know that there's that connection. Wow. And you know that much about it. <clears throat> right. He definitely a knows a lot. Well, I, I would think you would. All of my best but everybody I surf with, they all live in San Clemente. So and they I, know I, And I go to, I surf in San Clemente two days a week. And Mayhem is, is their home base is San Clemente. You and Max should and surf together. We've talked about it. Max and I have talked about going surfing together. For ten years, and we've never, <laughs> now and we've never gone <laughs> surfing. After this together. episode, it needs to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know why um, it has yeah. All right. So, anyway, for parents Tristan. who are but tuning Tristan, in, <laughs> I surf too. I want you to know that I surf also. Chris, wow. Chris. <laughs> sorry, Grace. All right. Oh my goodness. So that's uh, that's a very long introduction. Yeah. So parents who are tuning in, we want to just maybe for the first time, we do want to clarify: hmm. this is not a surf podcast no <laughs> we are a parenting a podcast and you know just to bring it back what is our mission kurt what is our the, the purpose behind our the podcast purpose. Yes. the reason we do the podcast has nothing to do with surfing is nothing to do with has surfing. nothing to do with any of the nonsense we talk about <laughs> the first five minutes of every episode but but it does have a goal and that is mm-hmm. that the purpose of our on purpose parents podcast is to help parents mm-hmm. raise we, we we've we've landed yes. on a a goal for parenting. Mm-hmm. There can be, there's a thousand goals for parenting. Mm-hmm. We've just decided for the sake of this conversation on our podcast, yes. the majority of our topics would be aimed to help parents raise children who are interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. Beautiful. That nice. we think that's the goal. It's not what college they go to, yep. what job do they pursue, how old should they be when they get married, how do I help them make the the junior varsity cheerleading squad. We that's all good and 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 fine good and well. That's all yes. fine. That's not what we're about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We think all of that stuff matters but doesn't matter as much as raising lifelong interdependent followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. Awesome. And oh I have a connection with that. With what? With all the things that you said at the beginning with surfing and our topic today and our guest. So true to our goal and our mission for this podcast, normally it's Curtin, me, and producer Chris, and we're just talking generally, more general parenting concepts, our lessons learned, things that we've learned in our experience. And I would say that's like the... What did you say? The surfboard that just comes factory like off made the shelf, like off the s- shelf, like the, standard. the stuff that you have, the surfboards yes. that you have. Yes. But I just learned this morning, thanks to your great intro, <laughs> that there are customized surfboards. Yes. You can. There are people called shapers, yes. surfboard mm-hmm. shapers. Yes. I'm learning something new, but that's taking your custom, your off the or your you know factory made, off the shelf surfboard. And customizing it to the yes, person. Yes. And what we're so excited about today is that we have our wonderful guest, Tristan, who is going to help dive into a parenting approach and a strategy that is a little bit more customized than the typical generic parenting concepts that Kurt and I would talk about. Mm, and look at that, that segue. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Producer Chris would never have come up with such a his, oh my goodness. his attempts to talk surfing like is about like oh my goodness board bending board bending yeah 
What other words do you have? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. know. Driftwood. Driftwood. <laughs> Which is, which is, I, don't I mean, know. that's a real thing. I'm just trying surfing. to connect. Yeah. Everyone just tries to connect. So, Grace, so, so the topic you. today, which is so exciting, um, is diving into this approach called trust-based relational interventions, mm-hmm. or short-term TBRI. And we know in our conversations before we started recording that the Tristan was letting us know that the origins of this was really um, stemming from how parents with children that are adopted internationally mm-hmm. could be more equipped with some of the needs that were um, being discovered with these children, mostly that had a tr- background in trauma, trauma yeah. background. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. one of the things that um, has really been developing over the last few years is that these concepts under TBRI is so applicable in so many ways, not just if you're a parent with an internationally adopted child. Mm -hmm. And so we want to, while it is customized and maybe the origins of TBRI focus on a very narrow subset of children and parenting um, experience, it is something so relevant and something that any parent could really glean some benefit of. So we're excited to dive into this topic and just, there's so much there, we know we're not gonna get everything, all the details, but we want to just touch on it for our listeners, what it is, what it's about, and just pique interest and provide resources to parents who might be wondering, what is this? How is it relevant to me? How could it apply in my situation? Does it even apply in my situation? And how can it ultimately help us with our parenting goals Mm -hmm. that we've talked about on this podcast? So, yeah. Do you want to, you know, just go ahead and maybe just introduce yourself? I know sure. we rambled quite a bit at the very beginning, <laughs> as we normally do. So, welcome to our funny family here. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad to have you with us. But can you just introduce yourself and how you even got into TBRI and what your experience is with TBRI to introduce your, yourself to our listeners? Sure. Back in 2010. I became a TBRI practitioner. Mm. I was volunteering here um, with Saddleback's Initiative for Vulnerable Children and was invited to practitioner training, mm. um, which actually is a, is, is a nice honor. It's not an easy thing to get in, but that was a while ago, um, and things are different now. But um, And like you had said, TBRI is all over the place now. Mm-hmm. So now it's actually in courtrooms, classrooms. So there's mm. a lot of people mm. wanting to figure out what is this thing all about. Um, but back then, um, yeah, so I became a practitioner and that just opened the doors for a lot, you know, that God wanted to do in my life. And wow. one of those things was we adopted ourselves, my husband Max mm. and I. And so that was when we first started to actually apply this stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. implement the, the, the head knowledge, right? And so sure. that's where the rubber meets the road. And we found out this is harder than it sounds. Mm-hmm. It sounds pretty easy and obvious, but um, it really is. It's challenging. Mm. Well, Hard work. It, it's Hard yeah. work raising a kid it with is. trauma background. <laughs> it is hard <laughs> work. Well, and you're going to kind of dig into it a little bit with us but when you said that i thought yeah you know parenting's hard work this is an intentional like you you, you choose mm-hmm. when you anytime you dive into like a philosophy or a mm-hmm. strategy and tbri is one of many right yes. um in some ways our our whole podcast is a parenting strategy that mm-hmm. can these two can coexist beautifully mm-hmm. but it's kind of that reminder 
in parenting that nothing good happens by accident. Right. You know, you, you, you can just parent by, by the, you know, the ebbs and flows of whatever is happening, respond just to today's needs, just got reaction yeah. and kids are resilient they'll figure it out and I'm doing the best I can. And you can do that. Mm -hmm. And lots of parents do. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of, you're rolling the dice with the, there's no guarantees, no matter how strategic you are that you can't guarantee what you're, what, you know, the journey your child will be on. But I love the reminder of intentional parenting. Yeah. Yeah. Parent parenting with an end in mind, being willing to think about some things. And a lot of what um, I know this much about TBRI, very little, but what I do know is, um, there is a lot of intentionality mm. and a lot of work that goes into it, but I think the rewards Absolutely. are really, really, yeah. they, they show up. So one of the things that there may be some parents or listeners who have heard about TBRI from the surface, but one of the things that's most commonly associated with TBRI that's just thrown out there a lot now is the word attachment yeah. and attachment theory. It's kind mm -hmm. of becoming a hipper thing, but can you just explain to our listeners who may have only a surface understanding or have just heard attachment? How are your attachment theories or how are you, what's your attachment? These are actually things that I've heard that I've always been like, what is that exactly? and explain how is that connected to TBRI at all? Yeah, so TBRI, Trust-Based Relational Intervention, um, it is attachment-based, mm -hmm. it's evidence-based. Um, okay. And attachment, when, when you say trust, right, trust comes through attachment. And it usually happens in that first year of life. Hmm. You and I are not aware of it, but we actually have attachment styles, you and I both do. All mm. of us. Mm. Yeah. But we're not aware of it because it's kind of programmed into us before we're even having words and language. Mm. But as our brain is developing and those neural pathways are growing in those first few years of life, mm. we're with our primary caregivers. Right. And so what happens when an infant has a need? What do they do? Cry. They cry. They cry. <laughs> right? What do yeah. they do when they're hungry? They cry. What do they do when their diapers wet? Right. They cry harder. Yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> they, they scream. Yes. When they want attention. When they wake up. When they're tired. Mm. Right. They cry. Right. Us. Our job as parents is to figure out what that need is and meet that need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So imagine in the life of an infant, how many times does that happen in a day? Oh my goodness. Hundreds. Nonstop. Each time. <laughs> yeah. Your kiddo has a need. Parent meets the need. It's comforts a child mm -hmm. over and over. Mm -hmm. Trust is built. Right. That's the basis of yep. attachment. Gotcha. So when we're dealing with kids who have a trauma background, mm. they don't have that. Something was broken in that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those yeah. needs weren't being met. So we're going back and we got to build that trust. Right. So we're building that trust through relationship. Gotcha. That's good. Because kids gotcha. who are harmed in relationship, they're going to be healed through yeah. relationship. Mm. I see. So with the whole attachment theory and TBRI is the idea that there is good attachment and or bad attachment. And is it trying to maybe, get at that? Yeah. Or maybe lack thereof. Lack of attachment. Mm. Yeah. Something functionally broken that ultimately harms trust. Right. Mm. So you, before we started this podcast, you talked a little bit about um, just a mindset that TBRI has that's really helpful to be aware of and you, you gave an illustration of like an iceberg 
Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and what you were sharing with us before we started recording? Yeah. Let's tie that into um, this attachment also mm-hmm. is so the other thing that's happening with attachment and how TBRI is tied into that is when you think of that infant crying, the parent is that what we would call an external regulator. Mm. The parent is regulating that infant's emotions and physical well-being, right? Mm-hmm. When that infant cries, if you don't answer that, what happens? They keep crying. They, they cry harder. Yes. It's, they're they, not they happy. They screech. They turn red. Their yeah. tears are happening. But when that parent comes and meets that need, what happens physiologically, mm. they calm down. Right. They can't do that on their own. Oh. They don't have the ability to self-regulate. They need an external regulator, mm. which you and I are. And, um, and so self-regulation, in a sense, is taught. Mm. It, through those early um, interactions. And so when you think about it, um, and kids with behaviors who have a hard time regulating their own behavior, Mm. a lot of times they missed out. And so they don't have that ability to self-regulate as well as a kid who was externally regulated and then co-regulated, right? Right. So the, then they're doing it together in this kind of dance, and then that lays the foundation for self-regulation. Yeah. Mm. But what we see instead with kids who have um, missed out on some of those important things is a lot of challenging behaviors, a hard time self-regulating. Mm. And so when we think about behaviors, we think about that's leading into the iceberg is if all behavior is communication, And Mm -hmm. what we see is the tip of the iceberg Mm. as behavior. That's what we see. And we know from the movie Titanic, (laughs) there's a lot more going on underneath that iceberg, right? Yes. And so it's much bigger. And so what we don't see, what is beneath the tip, what is holding up that tip of the iceberg, what's holding up that behavior, Mm. and in a sense, we could say driving it, Mm. is the way that trauma has affected the brain, the biology, the body, and the belief system. Mm. So there's changes that actually happen physiologically that then make it hard for that kid. Right. Oh, so wow. we see we see willful disobedience, right? We right. see yeah, just why are all you, these behaviors, yeah. you name it, lying, stealing, disrespect, whatever yep. it is. That's yep. what we see. Mm. But what TBRI teaches us is let's look beyond that because those are maladaptive behaviors, right? Mm-hmm that they have somehow learned. So we need to respect and honor their history that they're coming with us Mm. to us with and saying, okay, what, what else is going on here? What's driving this behavior? Wow. Wow. Can you just say that again? So, because that was just the, so profound. The, 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 the four yeah. B's was it four B words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it yeah. All, was yeah. it all four yeah. B's? No, That's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. We yeah. call it the five yeah. B's. The, five so the, B's. Five, the myth is the behavior, right? That we uh, see. What you see. That's the visible, yes. obvious yes. action. That's and the symptom, really. That's, that's the symptom. symptom. So that's the tip of the iceberg. That's the tip of the iceberg. That's the thing that we normally react just to. React to, and yeah. that's where we stay. We that's stay at the surface. How can we change this behavior? Yeah. Why are you acting like that? Yeah. Don't act like that. Yeah. But then beneath the surface are four more bees. Yeah. Okay. Which, what were they? Which again? Dr. Yeah. Bruce Perry, right? You know, I know you guys have mentioned that book before, What Happened to You mm-hmm. by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, right? right? Right. 
And so that's what that the, those four underlying bees are saying. And like, hey, it's not why are you doing that? Like, what's wrong with you? Or it, it's what happened to you. Mm. And it's because you're shaped differently. Right. Your brain, okay. when you're in that um, state of uh, what we would call fight, flight, or freeze, like your needs are going chronically unmet, mm. you're in survival mode. So you have survival-based behaviors, fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. Mm. That part of the brain, the amygdala, it actually becomes hyper-developed. Mm. So you get more neural pathways going to that because that's what's keeping you alive and surviving right. in this situation. Right. For right. these kids with trauma yeah. background, yeah. they've had to, like the under the surface, under the behavior, there's impact on the brain. Your mm-hmm. brain physiologically is stronger to react, fight, flight, yes. or freeze mode. Yes. To keep them safe. Right. Yeah. And then what was the second thing? And then uh, biology. Biology. So if you think about stress and the stress hormones, mm. cortisol, adrenaline, your body's constantly flowing with that. What does that do? Yeah. Right there. That's toxic stress. Yep. Which we know, if you know, um, have heard about the ACEs, adverse childhood experiences, which is a big famous study that kind of put the idea of toxic stress on the on, mm. on the on the books or whatever right. you on the radar it. on the radar yeah, yeah. on the yeah. map on the map yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was about they they found out that these um, older uh, male men had a lot more health problems later on in life mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on how much early childhood adversity they had wow. that it actually physically altered. Wow. The right. outcomes of their health. Wow. And then the third so B is the body. It's the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they can also have a lot more sensory related issues. Right. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. Sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can see or we can see the, you know, body expression, a lot more headaches. Yeah. Mm. Stomach aches, different kinds of things all mm-hmm. related back. Um, and then the belief system. The belief system. Yeah. So what you think about. Is the world a good place? Yeah, is it safe? Does, am I lovable? Yeah. Are people safe? Are people for comfort? Yeah. Or my child's, you know, experiences were, no, they're competition. Competition ah. for love, competition for attention, resources, food. It's mm. a dog-eat-dog world. Mm. And that's actually literally wired into your brain. Wow. Versus are people for comfort? Do right. they come when I have a need? Am I safe? Do I know I pre- I'm precious? Like I have a voice when I, when I cry, someone comes. Right. I'm special. Right. Wow. Yeah. Am I heard? That's incredible. Right. Yeah. Um, I can see the the um, attraction of TBRI because it instead of just being if you are a parent with a child with trauma and you are dealing with behavior that is undesirable or very difficult to challenge, it could feel so overwhelming and out of control but this helps break down and demystify it i don't think it makes it easier right it's still very challenging but it does help i mean even just listening and thinking about you know just friends that i have and different experiences it does help to have words to put to what might be happening that underneath the surface of behavior there have been ways that children have been impacted from birth to early right. childhood, the attachments, whether their needs were met and that that has a profound impact on all of these things underneath the surface that can really affect yes. how they interact with other humans yeah. right. and the behaviors that they, 
they go. That's awesome. Yeah. Could you share then with I know under TBRI with that foundation attachment theory and the behavior and the, the things that are underneath the behavior, um, there are some like guiding principles and some strategies that TBRI shares with parents. What are some of those guiding principles and, and strategies? I know there's so much yeah. and we won't be able to get into <laughs> it, but just to kind of introduce us to sure. the world of you know technique and strategy under TBRI. Yeah. Yeah. So TBRI is a framework of, of parenting and it works for, you know, parents with kids of any ages and any stages and mm. any kind of background. You know, it's just was originally created for kids with trauma. It's trauma informed. It understands um, that aspect of things, which can also be, you know, kids that come from divorce mm. or right. coming out of COVID, right. you know, wow, or a parent yeah. dies. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to mean adoption or foster care. Mm. Um, we all could probably agree right. we have experienced yeah. trauma right. Right. <laughs> yep. at some point in our life. So there, uh, it's a framework and there's three sets of principles. Okay. Um, the heart of which and the foundation of which is connection. So that's meeting those relational needs of the child. And that's where we say, you know, kids harmed in relationship are going to be healed through relationship. Mm. And that's that trust-based relational aspect of TBRI. Um, and then everything else we do is through that relationship and connection. Um, mm. And the second principle, and there's a couple sets of strategies for each of these mm -hmm. um, that have some practical application, but these are just we're keeping it yeah. high level, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then the next one is empowering principles. And those are designed to meet the physical needs of the child. Mm -hmm. So dealing with the, the physiology aspect that we talked about and then also the environment, mm. um, any sensitivities they might have. So being proactive and in, in, in addressing those. And then the last one is the correcting Mm. And that is designed to meet those kind of fear-based mm. behavioral mm. needs. Yeah. So how do parents wow. handle those challenging behaviors? Wow. This is, That's such a helpful framework. Yeah, and this is so good. And I, I think I'm going to pivot for a second yeah. and say that while this was meant to just kind of be a one-off on a parenting strategy, TBRI, yeah. and what that can help, how that can help trauma parents who are raising kids who have gone through trauma. Right. It's way bigger than that. Yeah, it's way more universally applicable For than sure. that thin lane, that thin lane of parenting. Yeah, um, I think we need to ask Tristan to come back. Yes, I mean you know that everything she's board. just talking <laughs> about. I'm going yeah, okay. That's me, an episode me, in and of itself. Give yeah. me more about the connected, the connected piece. Did right. you want me to Prince bring? Give that? me more about the empowering principle. Yeah. Was that? Did you want me to bring that? <laughs> I do. I do. That is that real true motivation. No, no, no. Um, but yes, I so, would love to come back. Oh, we, we we will have you back. Next episode is our fiftieth, so we got to do something for that. But can would it be would, would it be um, would it be correct to kind of frame it in this prince in this idea that parents have a choice? We always have a choice. Mm -hmm. Kids always act out. Mm -hmm. There's behavior. It doesn't matter what your background, how you're raising your children. It doesn't matter where in the country or the world you live, what your ethnicity, your social economic, we got ki Our kids have behaviors that bother us as parents. Yep. And some of, some of it should bother us. Right. right. 
Yep. They, they yeah, act out. They, they do. They do. There's a sin nature in all of us. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I, some of it's just how we're born in this sinful world. And then some of it is a whole bunch of it is how we our trauma and our background mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Parents have a choice. Mm-hmm. I can either just constantly deal with the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. the behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm going to respond. I'm going to correct. I'm going to respond. I'm going to correct. I'm going to figure out how to deal with it because that is wrong. Yeah. And you're going to do that for your entire child. 18 years. You can do it for 18 <laughs> years. Or you can spend the same amount of time because we parent. Yeah. Parenting is a journey. Yeah. Dealing with and recognizing and maybe navigating all the stuff below the surface, mm-hmm. those, those, the other pieces of the iceberg mm-hmm. that might, as we address that in a more holistic, healthy way, suddenly we might have a better chance at in a healthy way, correcting yeah. the behavior that's so concerning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a choice. We're going to yeah. address it. Yeah. Every parent's going to address the behavior. Mm-hmm. We can either do it in a response, 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 fix it right now, fix it right now. Or we can do it in a more what's below the surface mm-hmm. and TRBI, TBRI. TBRI is one very well respected, trusted mm-hmm. approach to dealing with the stuff below the surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that is that kind yeah. of a fair, healthy it's way to totally, explain it? It's the way I always okay. say to people, it's like you're gonna put that energy out either way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You might as well put it out in a way that's going to hopefully decrease those symptoms. Right. Like with yeah. any health issue, yes. if you deal with just symptoms, right. it doesn't right. mean that root cause is going to go away. Right. But if yeah. you deal with the underlying root or the underneath the iceberg, yep. right? Yep. The symptoms yes. are going to. It's awesome. And no- nothing happens by accident. Nothing yes. good happens by accident. It takes intentionality. This is T. B R I <laughs> is an intentional strategy yes. mm-hmm. to raise our kids yep. in, in, in a healthy environments so that maybe they have a, even a better chance of becoming interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. I love it. Okay, For Tristan, sure. we're bringing you back. Thank you. We, scra- we just we scratched need to. the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. yeah. We got more to dig into. Right. Hey, as always, please tell your friends about the podcast. We would love it if you would hit like. If you want to subscribe, you can do that right here if you're watching on YouTube. We will see you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.